Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. All right, welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. Happy Monday, at least that's when I'm recording this. And I just got back from Minnesota. Uh, Man, what a trip. And got a lot of like content, turkey hunted, fished. I mean, it was a 10 out of 10 experience for being on a very short amount of time. But this podcast I recorded with the River Brothers Outfitters. Um, They are an apparel lifestyle company breaking into some hunting garments as well. On this particular podcast, uh, we tell the story of the turkey we shot at the XOP Turkey Camp uh, and a little bit of their background with the clothing brand and apparel line. And and I came to find out they actually had uh, another company in the same space and had some pretty cool stories. Uh, These guys were pretty dialed on a few things and uh, hospitality wise like had a blast uh, up there in Minnesota running around the woods with these guys. (laughs) They did force me onto some um, a Polaris Ranger and I'm just not super like ATV uh, friendly or or just don't have a lot of experience there. Don't feel super comfortable but uh, we we went riding one night and uh, just had a good time. I can't say enough good things. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We're going to do part two. I don't know if I'm going to release it next week or the week after, but a little more like bluff country whitetail talk. Uh, they've got some things dialed in and, and some cool aspects to what they're doing there in the, the bluff country of Minnesota. Are live at Turkey Camp, Minnesota. I drove here not even knowing the location I was really going to. I am here with the XOP crew, with the River Brothers Outfitters. This is a a cool, I don't know, real deer camp, real turkey camp vibe. Tom, you kind of organized this whole thing. Who are we here with? How did we get here? Man, that's a long story. Well, give me the cliff. So, this started, I think we met at uh, Wisconsin Dell. No, No, Iowa Iowa. Deer Classic. Uh, Ran into River Brothers Outfitters. You were there working the show with XOP. Yep, working the booth with XOP. Ran into Aaron uh, with Backcountry back Hunters and Anglers. Uh, and then got introduced to you guys, River Brothers Outfitters. And then hit it off and we were talking about, talking about hunts, talking about this year. Um, and we said, well, let's do a turkey hunt. And then we're here. Okay. So around the table, there's a handful of individuals. Why don't we go around and introduce yourselves? Also, River Brother Outfitters, we wanted to start the conversation. This is not a pay-to-come-hunt-with type type operation. No. What would you say, mission statement, brand identity, what is River Brother Outfitters? Well, start out, my name is Devin Nearing. I am the CEO and one of the owners, founders here at River Brothers Outfitters. And River Brothers, we are an apparel company dedicated to, you know, sharing the legendary traditions of hunting, spending time, enjoying time in the outdoors, uh, way beyond just the kill. And, um, you know, when we first started, we wanted to capture, you know, those traditions of when, you know, it's not just going out and hunt, it's the, you know, the lunch times, the in-between times, the, the times like we're going through right now, enjoying um, sitting around a table, 
drinking a few beers. So, um, but yeah, so that's River Brothers Outfitters, Jorgen. Yeah, I mean, Jorgen Dahl here, co-owner, founder of River Brothers. I mean, the biggest thing that when we started this whole thing was we saw a gap in between the generations. And the biggest thing was to continue to, to influence the younger generation into the outdoors and get them into the fun aspirations that we all enjoy today. And where we ran into Tom was, you know, we might have been at a brewery talking about all the good times that we had. And I brought up the idea of, hey, you know, we aren't the, the most avid turkey hunters, but hey, if we can get a group of guys together and have a, have a blast at the farm, we'd be more than happy. And look at that, Tom, we, we got you a bird today and we figured it out one way or another. And Let me ask, uh, when did you guys start? When was like, hey, we want to build a brand in the space. When, when did the initial launch happen? So we launched in September of 2018, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the idea of it's been cooking since about 20, well, I guess, take it way back, quite a while ago, but um, Jorgen and I met in 2016, we both... Do you remember where we met? So, yeah, we... <laughs> At a Caribou Coffee. Yeah. You got Brainerd. two of the burliest looking dudes <laughs> in Brainerd, Minnesota, sitting in a Target, um, in a, in a Caribou, Caribou Coffee. No, Starbucks. They, were, they roll Starbucks. Was it Caribou yeah. Was it Starbucks? I remember like yeah, it was yesterday. You rolled in with your you you rolled in with your leather briefcase, and I'm like, who is this guy, dude? And he's like looking all fancy. I'm like, well, I guess I'm underdressed for this occasion. And we were meeting there for another business acquisition of me buying into something else, and you and I hit it off there, and it really it really sparked from there. Yeah, and we literally were sitting there having a good conversation, you know, basically. We both loved the outdoors. We knew we wanted to be in it. We wanted to pursue a dream that was bigger than both of us that we could, you know, build together. And you know, from there, it literally just took off. I, I mean, I don't know. I, now, how did you get the other individuals around the table that are maybe your your second in command, your third in command, pretty crafty titles around here as well? Yeah. So I'm gonna take the privilege to introduce him by myself, Mr. Eric Dahl. Um, he is Jorgen's older brother if you could see him right now you could definitely see that and just because he's what eight foot ten six foot <laughs> oh, seven sorry, come sorry. on get it right <laughs> same thing and eric what is your position here at river brothers i am the warehouse manager truck driver and professional tractor driver and part-time salesman mm-hmm. and that, sometimes janitor because that shows he likes to walk around more than he sells but <laughs> <laughs> so that's how eric kind of got in the mix and then um, we got Blake here. Blake, introduce yourself. My name is Blake McDonald, and I'm the, I guess you say, a whitetail pro, and I basically kind of grew up with Jorgen and Eric, and I got the privilege to start coming hunting down here, and I just pursued my enjoyment through the outdoors, and especially in, like, the whitetail woods through Jorgen and Eric, and ever since then, it's just been, like, I just look at everything differently, and I'm just, like I said, I'm just, I'm very privileged and welcoming, and very thankful, to, I guess you'd say, just to be with this group of guys and just seeing how far they have gone and how far this company is going to hopefully go. Along with yourself. So, I yeah. Mean, you I used to be 5'5 five, five and like 110 soaking wet. And, yeah. And now you're killing Boone and Crockett's every other year. So Are you 5'6 yeah. now? I, I, don't know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know quite how going from 5'5 five, five to be 110 pounds to being basically 5'11, 180 oh. pounds means killing big deer. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so, so I got a couple company questions. 
it says it's very it, one very clean website very good i love uh the orange accent but what did you guys decide as far as what's going to be say your key product like if if you guys are known for x what do you want what is the number one seller on the website so i mean the bit well let's back way back like why when we first started it was all about our brand and our image and building everything with what we were portraying right like we started with three logos i sent you the first design of our camo without us even signing a contract on that little piece of napkin and i was scared that devin was going to take it and run with it because we were still in the the honeymoon phase i guess of business but so it, you wanted to be a camo company from the start then it sounds like well yeah yes. so you know the biggest thing with any company is you know building that brand and at least in our viewpoint um because you know if you focus on a product that product is just a product anybody can replicate it anybody can duplicate it do the same thing um when we like sat down that you know obviously it wasn't our first date at starbucks but <laughs> over time you know we knew we wanted to create a company that was going to create an impression on the industry and you know the nation and world as a whole as you know something greater than just the hunt and to do that we needed to create a brand and an image and you know a connection to not just one type of hunter but we want to relate to all of them mm -hmm. so um as far as you know back to your question getting to it that you know that first product we started out with lifestyle products we're still selling lifestyle products so like sweatshirts hoodies sorry those two are the same but <laughs> hats you know the, the Typical things, a, a lot of clothing brands. You got a case cooler. Oh, yeah, dude, we'll get to that. But, um, so yeah, basically start out with the typical lifestyle products because we could build products that we could relate to anybody, especially those that love to hunt. We put our, you know, nasty designs on it. Everyone relates to it. And at the initial, you know, vision of the company, we wanted to hit both areas between the outerwear with our camouflage patterns and that lifestyle to build our brand. And, you know, we're growing, we're bootstrapping, we're still doing it. Uh, what is it, five years later, almost yeah. five? Yeah. And um, we're going to keep growing from there. Yeah, you guys have a cool pattern. Like, uh, I would say it's not uh, twig and bark. Mm -hmm. Like, it's much more, oh, it's almost like digital meets open, meets uh, mm -hmm. maybe some skin, t like snake skin tones in there. Like, it is very... It doesn't look like a lot of others on the market. Yeah. It's unique. It looks cool. I like it. Um, but you guys have a few like actual field wear type products and that's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, that takes a lot of leg lifting, I gotta believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing behind it, like the, the camo design when we started was, hey, we wanted to bring that old style, old school. Like military? Of, yeah, like the military, but also like Grandpa was yeah. chilling with it next to the campground, yeah. right in the in the big white tent, and it was like, okay, we need to bring this into a new style wear that no one's seen, but also to continue continue to portray that image that we wanted to go on and continue to grow with. Yeah, and basically, it was taking that old fashioned grandpa's camo that you know the hand me downs that you wore at twelve years old that were down to your knees, but then add tech like a perspective that was truly efficient in the outdoors mm -hmm. so you know we have there's three layers multi multi-tier system within the camo that we 
end up developing over time. It wasn't just overnight. Let me tell you, Jorgen's drawing was not as pretty as he was saying it was. So it took I thought some time. it was great, Devin. Yeah. All right, you just made it look pretty. Yeah. I, I sent it to him and I was I was so fired up about that. But then to go to the performance product and what you're talking about, I mean it really came down to when you're sitting in the field and what ended up happening was the first prototype of our jacket was what was the first thing that happened? Your butt got wet. Right, so why not extend the tail of that and continue to push that through there and the prototype pants and the bibs and everything that we're coming out with is going to continue to flow with all of those jackets and everything that we're coming out with. Yes, sir. So, like but yeah, basically, you know, the goal is to continue to put out outerwear along with incredible lifestyle products that portray the, portray the legendary traditions of hunting and put out outerwear at you know, that more affordable price, not cheaper, because we're, we're putting the time, the investment, the research, the development into it at, you know, something that the everyman, the blue-collar hunters can afford. Yeah. When you, when you guys mentioned the, uh, oh, the gap there when you sit in a tree stand and you lean forward, to me that says definitely, like, deer hunter focused, <laughs> which I like, right? Mm -hmm. I, no, no offense to some other companies out there, but they are they're kind of just everyday hunting. I want... Dude, when I'm in the whitetail woods, I want something designed to function as a whitetail deer hunter. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's really cool that you guys kind of bring some of that to the table. Now, we are here during turkey season. Mm -hmm. And we had a little bit of conversation on the way over here. Somebody shot a bird this morning. Mm -hmm. We got to hear that story. There was almost a couple birds shot. I don't know what you're and talking that's about. Where the, Tom, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think that's where the story starts. Um... A little bit. So, I mean, why don't you why don't you back up to to your time with Aaron, right? And tell that story of, <laughs> of you getting antsy. Come on now. So you can't shortcut this one. Yeah, yeah. So the start of it, we were running around some public, and we had three different birds gobbling on different ridges. What day was this? This was golly Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday morning, and uh, went around. One was on private. We were towing the line. And rather than waiting for the bird to come, because we had all day, I got excited and tried to get after him early. And, and I got the, uh, the never-loved putt. And, and, and we never saw him. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the days were, were long and hard. A lot of, a lot of uh, great goblin in the morning. And then just quiet after, uh, after they came out of roost. And then this morning, and Georgie, Georgie was talking since, since he got here, like we, you know, one of the tactics too that, that work well is just, you know, kind of like deer hunting is just when they're, when the birds are acting like this, just going where we know they've been pretty consistently where they've shown up, um, through camera Intel really, um, and so we, we started doing that. Georgie went out in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it really came down to breaking it into a couple groups of saying, okay, we've seen birds in these areas, mm -hmm. and let's sit tight and hone down a little bit on the calling. Yep. Because it sounded like the last couple of days before I got here was everyone was hammering the calls, and we just kept moving. Yep. And so let's back off on the call, and let's sit tight for a couple hours. And, I mean, 
Blake and I, I mean, that was before 8 o'clock, right? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we got in there. I mean, we got in there relatively, not early, I mean, relatively good time. But we kind of knew, obviously, we had, from other intel from previous weekends, we had a trade show last week. We had a little bit of intel, which was obviously beneficial to us. But we knew, like, hey, like, hang tight. It's just, I mean, for me, it's just like deer. And it's like, hey, it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We put ourselves in a good situation. We're not going to go in a place where we have no confidence right. to see a bird. It's the same but thing it, deer hunting. But it also goes but, back to Tom's point of, you know, when you're sitting in the whitetail woods, you're waiting for that big monster to roll by, and everyone in the turkey camp right now, right, no one's really gotten as fired up about turkeys yeah. until, until really this point, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, Blake and I, it was before 8 that Blake, Blake turns to me, and we were just talking, having the regular conversation. He's like, turn around. I'm like, right. Okay. I think we need to back up for a second. <laughs> There's a lot so, of backing up going on. <laughs> most turkey hunting is happened at the base of a tree stand, full camo, <laughs> maybe a blind or ground blind there too, all right? right. You guys were not in that. No. You were in the Cadillac of deer stands yeah. built by yours truly. Nicknamed the War Wagon, eight inches of insulation. All right, oh, they got a Keurig in there and they <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uno cards and all. Put it in perspective. You've seen a tiny home. It this looks is like a tiny home. A tiny home for deer killing. Yeah. <laughs> but it does not provide toilet paper, which we really That's need true. to work on. <laughs> yeah, we might. I almost pulled Tom. I almost pulled you this morning. I about ran across the river when you went running to the to the biffy the other morning. Yeah. And you showed up and you're like, uh oh, this isn't a working biffy anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean it, it it really came down to just that intel had showed up and we sat tight and right at eight o'clock, Blake was like, You gotta turn around. I'm like, dude, you're screwing with me. I don't know what you're talking about. I turn around, and there's two Jakes and a hen sitting there. I'm like, is that it? And he's like, No, there's Tom. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, look around. Yeah. See him, big redneck, just chilling in the woods, just How hanging out. He was probably at 20, 30 yards. So they're on. Like, oh, it's yeah. not like they're 56. No, no, They were, like, by the time you turned around, they were. They were, by the time, well, first of all, I'll clarify, the big redneck sharing the woods was not Eric Dahl. So we'll just say that. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, like I said, I saw him, and, like, I just saw him going, like, Jordan, turn around. And he's like, I'm. I, I'm like the little brother, like, they aren't going to listen to me. Right? I'm like, dude, I told him three, four times, he's like, Jorgen, turn around. And I'm trying not to make noise and all that stuff. And then he turns around, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, no, there was a, dot. like I said, I'm not a master turkey hunter. Hey, I'm one for two on guides. But this, the one that is, the one that is in the woods is a dinosaur turkey. Like, it is massive, and we just couldn't find it. But then, like, Jorgen will take it from here with just picking out its head. And yeah, I'll hand it over to Blake, you. Well, Blake couldn't see it past that point. I finally had to put the binodes up, and I put my phone on there so he could see it. He's like, okay, I got it. And then the hen comes around, the jake comes around, and they go right to the decoys like they should, and that Tom just sits there. I'm like, dude, we just got to chill. And then Blake's like, there's a deer by the pond with that hen. I'm like, all right, well, just let him go. And then all of the deer come over by the decoys, yep. and I didn't yep. want them to blow. So we let them clear out, and he's still sitting there just poking around, just looking at us. And we start scratching at him, and then he starts to get curious. And when he comes out, then I got Big Brother's gun, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to see this dang red dot in there because it's mounted too high, and I couldn't figure. Eric's like, it's dialed in. I'm like, I I don't know about Operator that. Operator error. Yeah, I don't know, bud. 
Need, need an extended butt on that one to be able to bury in. Sounds like you guys are just like the Whitetail Experience crew when it comes to turkey season. We are like morning of, like, you got shotgun <laughs> shells, you bought a tag. Like, we are very much like turkey hunting is for fun, dear. Yeah. yeah, we are yeah. locked in. You know, yeah. this is a black ops mission. Right. Yeah. But right. then, even after, well, I'll let you go on with yours after this, but after the thing that happened with Jordan and I, it's like, dude, like, I literally came down here, like, dude, I don't care if we even. See a turkey. I just want to hang out with the fellas and like I love stories. Like, but then after what happened with Jorg and I, it's like, dude, I'm hooked. Like I am. I won't be obsessed with turkeys as much as you're going to be obsessed. You, you are too, but, and you're hammered. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, I mean, it came down to that. That bird stepped out, and I couldn't get centered in on him. And then finally, when I decided to pull the trigger, it just didn't happen. So we come back and we were fired up, and Tom rolls in, Devin roll in. They're like, well. They're, they come in, they're all excited. You know, they, they have their monsters in hand. We were thinking, well, they, these boys these boys shot one, you know. And we're like, guys, did you kill one? What's going on? They're like, no, we saw one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right, tell us the story. And so I said, you guys should really get out to that blind, you know, within the next 30 this, minutes here. And this is like 9 o'clock that we're all meeting and, yeah, and chatting yeah. at the I house. think you guys left right before 10 to go back. Yeah, yeah. I think we got set up. Because we were back at the house by 10, so we got set up in in the war wagon by by 9.30. No, it was later than that. No, we probably, we, no, we probably did get set up by about 9.30. We probably, but going over there, I mean, we were just kind of taking our time. Like, yeah. hey. So just to keep everyone on track, Jorgen, when did your bird come in? When did you leave? And when did Tom get set up? It was right before 8. We left... 8.15, yeah. we were back, had a little breakfast. These guys rolled in about 9. They, you, Blake and Tom left right, right before what, 9.30 to 10, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were back in that blind within, you know, you were in there before 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were probably, we were probably all set up, whatnot, 9.45, 9.40, regardless, either way. And we're sitting there and just got in and I got these big old boots on across the creek. And What are you talking about? Those take, were perfect. They were great. Super hot. 1,800 gram. <laughs> middle of May. Beginning <laughs> of May. They were perfect. 60, 60 degrees. 60, yeah. So I'm taking those off. I'm, I'm comfy. I'm hanging out in my socks and in this... In this uh, tiny home. Tiny home. Deer stand. And deer stand. And uh, same thing again. Super guy Blake is like... There's one up there. There's one up there. And up this lane, this long lane that goes by, we see this little head up there. And, and, and then he... Sh- not me to interrupt. And by, when I said there's one up there, I didn't have the camera bag open. I didn't have the camera out. We were not you, ready. You had your <laughs> socks out. We didn't even get a break into the nutty bars. I mean... You haven't even played a Guna, game of Uno yet. No, nothing. We didn't get any of the fun stuff started. And so he... Kind of goes back into the into the woods a little bit and give a couple yelps, waiting three minutes, and then kind of sitting back down and 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 Blake says, "There he is! He's right out there!" And he's probably probably 60, 50, 60 yards out and just walking in real slow, just doing his thing, coming in. He saw the decoys. It was I mean it was picture perfect, absolutely on beautiful a string on a string coming in real slow and. Uh, I was just infatuated by the, the view of it. I'm like, man, let's get as much footage as possible. It's just beautiful. And, and Nick is your camera guy, right? 
No, Blake was. Blake, Blake oh, had okay. the camera. Yep. Nick was running around with Brock that morning. I think um, they were sleeping in the woods by this time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then he's coming in and letting him do his thing and just enjoying it. And <laughs> we're both shaking. And Blake's finally like, reminds me, I'm ready. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm like, okay, I better, I better get to business. And I give a couple yelps to see if he'll poke his head up, just not to mess up the least amount of the bird as possible with the shot. And he barely did. He was just, it was awesome. He barely lifted his head up, hit the hammer, and he yeah. was down. Flopped Flop. right over, freaked out. And, and you said this is like your third turkey. Yep. Like, so so I've this, shot. Is a, this is a big deal, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And this is my first ever time turkey hunting. Oh shit! Every yeah, time. His, his first time was with me when I missed, and so yeah, okay. this would be and then his this second. And this is an hour later. And yeah. let's, I, I don't want. And you're the out. guide. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got no. a new business. Yeah. And, and I'm just running the camera, like I'm just running the camera. And I mean, I don't want to pump my tires, but I was like, dude, for me, like I was just so dialed in. The biggest thing, I will go back to on Tom. Did you get the kill shot on on video? Yeah, oh, yeah. and, oh, I, oh, and, I, and I got Jorgen's whip too. But the biggest thing with Tom's <laughs> no, turkey coming in. The amount of times that I checked in that bottom left corner to make sure it was saying record was every button. four and a half seconds. Yeah. yeah. But no, and then so Tom smacks his turkey. And so I look in the video and I pan to him and I pan down. And I'm like, you don't even have your freaking boots on. Like, this, <laughs> is, this is how luxury, comfortable he was yeah. in this office chair. He was all propped up. Like, it looks like he just got like, hey, like. You know what? We're going to head in the day early. Yep, I'm texting the wife. Yeah, I'll pick up the kids. <laughs> no, we're sitting in a turkey blind, and he is sitting here like he Ready just got go. a Friday off. Man, and then, I tell you what. We had a, we had, it was a couple hard days of hunting, though. I will say that. And uh, you, much, avoid, you avoided the war wagon the other day. I did. I said, I don't want to go bougie on it. I'm hunting, you know? And I'm like, but Georgie was like, man, just go where they're at. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll put, I'll put my... My pride to the side, and and so we, yeah, we got him. Went and freaked out. Yeah. And so and then one of the best parts is is like, I, Jorgen had a whatever. Jorgen had working at eleven o'clock. So it's like this is like bordered on like, we're picking up everything. I'm like, we want to leave stuff. We're gonna want to take pictures and all that stuff, which took way too long. But oh well, it's done. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, no, and I'm like, dude, I hope Jer- Jorgen ho- heard the shot. I was like, it's all I hope because I was like, I know he's gonna be sitting there getting ready for his meeting. And all this stuff, and I'm like, well, where he's sitting, I don't know if he could. And then, so, like, we're yelling. We're just, we're walking back, and it's, like, a 300-yard walk back to the granary. And we are just hooting and hollering, just, Whoa! and we're a foot apart from each other. Like, we're making the other turkeys know, like, hey, yeah, we just <laughs> took down one of your homeboys. <laughs> and then, so, I'll, I'll hand it over to Jorgen for this part, just because he, and if you guys ever, we could obviously send the video over here into this, but the video that we have of Jorgen sitting in his... The reaction was... In his little, in his, was, in his little work area, and we're sitting here all freaking... I think, I think you tell it from when you walked in and saw me, because he was following you. Yeah. Well, and, I walked inside the camera first, yeah. and the reaction like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and his... the. The dumbfoundness on his face yeah. just lasted forever. Like he wasn't he buying didn't it. You killed he didn't, he's no. like it's literally like probably thirteen minutes, whatever. I think it was thirteen minutes since since so we he left. left the blind. Thirteen minutes later, no, you're, since, we were in since there. they left the the granary to go to this blind and back. It's yeah. been like 
nothing. And, yeah. and he's like, there's no way. There's I, thought, no way. I thought they fell over in the crypt or something. They, something they're no. coming back to dry off. I did not think they killed a Tom. Yep. And we brought him up and showed him, and it was celebration yeah. from there on out. So it was, oh, it was pretty good. amazing. Like I said, if we do get the video in here, it's just the best because Jorgen's just sitting over here in the little corner of the, the basement, the green, like with his laptop, like, oh, yeah, like, you, you got your job going, like, we're out hunting, and then it's just like... You killed one like the the video. I couldn't get the focus to get on like Jorgen perfectly. But oh, anyways, right, right you did, popped up. Yeah, he popped up, and you see him put his laptop down. Like you see the background. It's like, why did why why are we in a house? We shot a turkey. Why are we in a house right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty special. So that's uh, man, the camp feel has just been pretty awesome. And I think that's like going back to how this all came to be. A lot of like what I'm blessed to do with XOP is is basically just build partnerships between awesome companies and really awesome people so just connecting at shows um and seeing who's who's cool to work with and it's and it's been an absolute blast to build that community um and to just continue to improve that i think in hunting we can get so like you said so dialed in into especially with deer of just Solo mission. So this is me, and especially with naturally whitetail hunting, it's naturally solo. It yeah. just is. But there's so much like knowledge that is inevitably shared, and that there's such a behind the scenes community that we want. Like that's a big thing we really want to show and highlight. Just either through XOP, but also through our our people too. The but I also, that we I also think on the hang white. Out with. I also think on the whitetail side or the duck hunting side or anything in the outdoor industry, on the the solo, like I'm I'm here, I'm doing this, this is my way, it becomes that way or the highway. And what I mean by that is you don't share the stories, you don't share your the way you got in front of that 180 inch deer, and it it's become so siloed, and people don't see the outside world of. Hey, how do we win together? Yeah. Right? And how do we bring other people together? And how do we teach them to go and kill those big deer or get in front of the turkeys mm -hmm. or get more people into the outdoors? And on that side of things, I think that's what all of us are doing at this table mm -hmm. is really trying to teach and involve more people right. to say, hey, this is how you do it. And we're willing to teach you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's like, say like me, it's like, getting younger cousins into hunting or it's like or it's like even just getting even like co-workers or like even family friends even or even family back into hunting like hey like like i said earlier it's like yeah it's sweet if you come out here and kill turkey but i was like i'm here for the memories i'm here for like stuff like this and it's yeah so i, I do want to wrap this up but i i want to do another 20 minute bs you guys are whitetail hunters yeah i think i want to do some little Q&A, some stories about hunting in these bluffs. Because this is a cool area of the Midwest. Like, uh, I've seen some similar terrain, but you guys are deer guys. And I think it, we we need to do a podcast solely on, on deer talk. Yeah. What do you guys say? I like that. Okay. Right. To wrap this up, what is your, like, we are here to, uh, with XOP. What product are you most looking forward to next season using? Oh, I'll jump right in. No, my man. <laughs> I was talking with Tom. He had a, uh, what was that seat? <laughs> it's so, it's. 
For those that, <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it. For it's those I don't even that know. Don't, are we no. supposed it's, to hold on? Are it's, we, is this are we it's, supposed it's, to? Fine. We can, it's it's the it's a so we're working on we're working really hard on a uh, on a ultra lightweight climbing stand, and we've got the platform. Randy was testing it today. Yep, yep. We've got a lot of it built out, and one of the things that's difficult with how we want it to function is the seat. So we played around with a couple different things, and Eric, we got the XOP da- van down here, and Eric's like, well, what kind of stuff you got in there? And so we showed him the retrograde, which his foot is honestly about as... <laughs> his, that fit well. It, 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 you got to get like, big and it, sexy, it, Tom. Yeah, it's, like, it's like one foot, you know what I mean, on this thing. So Eric ain't built for the retrograde, but he saw, he saw this... <laughs> Man, I mean the retrograde isn't built for big and sexy Eric. Right. He saw this seat cushion that mm-hmm. was mammoth. It was probably two foot by like, by 10. like oh, yeah, ten inches. And three uh, inches thick. Yeah, it's our it's kind of our classic seat, but he said, What stand does that belong to? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. So he said, Tom promised me a custom seat for size big and sexy, and it will be <laughs> tested by yours truly. Proud to be 6'7", 300 pounds, size 17 feet. I will be testing it for all you big and sexies out there. <laughs> and, and he said he will be modeling as well, so we might have to do some... Uh... All right, all right, all right. Next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, let's go around the table. What, what are you most looking forward to from... The Zergy seat. Well, well so you didn't, hold you on, though. Can I talk seat. about the vest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so, what I was talking about. I do love the turkey vest. I'm excited for the turkey seat that comes with the turkey vest. The upgrades. Because to the, we, we, nothing, didn't, we didn't get to test that this time. Yeah, but yeah. nothing is worse when you're sitting on the ground next to a tree and you got a rock just poking you in places <laughs> it don't belong. So that is the number one thing I cannot wait for. The upgraded turkey vest, which yes. is in in function in uh in the re- in yeah, on works. our website yeah, yeah it's in the works so i don't i don't mean to agree with devin here but mm-hmm. on the turkey side of just our turkey weekend that is just home run for mm-hmm. me but also on the big and sexy side of like a bigger seat on where you can sit down and you're gonna be comfortable for you know on eric's side he's only gonna sit there for an hour on the on the rest <laughs> of us will be there for three to six hours so that side of things where you're going to be able to sit down and stay comfortable for the whole time, I can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've, got, we've got a massive, massive stand coming metal. Yeah. Love that. And, this far, really well. and, that, and that's what I told Eric about is, is uh, our massive stand that we're going to be, that we're working on right now. So I think that's what. So uh, we've had the Maximus in the past. Yes. There's, even bigger. There's something else coming. Yes. Even okay. bigger. That's a great. That, that's a great. We're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave it. Okay. Right. Can we name that big and sexy? <laughs> you know what? We'll, no, we're gonna name it. The management. We'll see what they think. Yeah. Can I get the sales pitch? Uh, <laughs> I actually make all the names and I say yes to this one. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. So, Brock, I'm gonna have a word with you. I've already met. Brock's already just got one name, but we won't go there. All right, Blake. For me, obviously being the whitetail guru, my biggest thing is like in and out of the woods as light as you can. Like whether if you're walking a mile, two miles through a swamp or tilled field, that new gamma pack that I saw today. Yeah. And just how obviously just the way it fits you perfectly and the way you can hopefully with some other things in the work that I just won't say, but it's like 
And then obviously the stands. I forget what's the the size stand. The one you got was the Cold World. The Cold World. It's just so the fact that it's seven pounds. I mean, you put it on your back and it literally feels like you have like nothing on, like on your back. And it's just it's so lightweight and the color and just like how rough and or not rough and aggressive, like how aggressive like the material is. So it's like it's you, got a grip tape feel. Yeah, well. yeah. So yeah. it's like you yeah. know it's like if you're hunting later season, you got like the big lacrosse boots on or whatever muck boots. You aren't gonna slip and have to make a phone call saying you fell a tree stand, mm-hmm. just yeah. because of the aggression. Which obviously, hope you have all the stuff on, but it's this for me. Like the lightest setup, the quickest setup, and the easiest way to get up and down a tree. That's like my go-to, and for those two, I'm stoked for him. Love it, love it, love it. He already got his turkey. Yeah, okay. he's, he's yeah, on yeah. a turkey. I'm just thinking about another story. So, all right, well, so we'll save that. Let's let's wrap this <laughs> up. I do want to talk some bluff country whitetails, so. Guys, I think we need a piss break. All right. Yeah, let's do it.